Hello, listeners. The Connecting Citizens to Science podcast is a global health podcast. That means that we try to reach voices in different countries, in different contexts, and the sound quality can sometimes be compromised. So we recommend for this episode, which was recorded in Liberia, that you do read alongside using the transcript so that you can really understand and hear these very important voices that are represented in this episode. You can find the transcripts within the blurb and at the bottom of the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine podcast site. Thank you for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Connecting Citizens to Science podcast. I'm Dr. Kim Ozano, and together with a selection of co-hosts from around the world, we discuss the ways in which people and communities connect with research and science. We hear from patients and survivors, health workers, policymakers, scientists, and implementing research organizations about the methods and approaches that they apply to co-produce knowledge to address current global health challenges. Thank you for listening and on to this week's episode. Hello, listeners, and welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Connecting Citizens to Science podcast. This month's podcast series will be exploring mental well-being amongst people affected by chronic health conditions. We will be hearing about examples from neglected tropical disease research, or NTDs. These are a set of communicable diseases that affect the poorest and the most marginalized, and on top of that receive limited resources in comparison to other diseases like TB or HIV, for example, hence their term of being neglected. Throughout this series, we will be talking about how different stakeholders from the NTD community and other chronic conditions work together with communities and people who have lived experience so we can better understand their health issues. Today, we will be hearing from Emmanuel Zeze, who is a person affected by Bruley ulcer, which is a neglected tropical disease. Today, Emmanuel has agreed to share what life is like for him living in rural Liberia with a chronic health condition. Emmanuel is a peer researcher within the Redress Research Program. Redress is a research consortium comprising of the Liberian Ministry of Health and six institutions working in the areas of neglected tropical diseases. My name is Zila Zeze, and I serve as the Liberia Country Program Manager of Redress. In 2016, Liberia designed an integrated structured plan for the integration of NTDs into the health systems of Liberia. In 2016, WHO recognized that structured plan as the first ever design plan globally that will seek to integrate persons affected by neglect tropical diseases into a national integrated health response. Since 2016, the Ministry of Health began implementing the plan, and by 2019, the Ministry of Health realized that there were several gaps within the plan. Um, amongst the gaps were the absence of mental health responses. Um, people that are affected by neglect tropical diseases face stigma and discrimination. However, the structured plan did not address issues of stigma and discrimination or mental health concerns of people with, with entities. In addition, the plan, when being designed, was not well inclusive of people affected by NTD's conditions. It was not well informed by community dwellers and our community stakeholders to a large extent. As a result, in 2019, the Liberian Ministry of Health and these six institutions 
uh, took on forming a research consortium that will study um, issues around NTDs in Liberia and use that as a platform to develop an integrated response package, an integrated model that will be informed by the life experiences of several stakeholders, including traditional healers, faith healers, persons affected by NTDs, health service providers in Liberia, NTDs authorities within the diaspora. So as a result, Redress has been um, formed as our, our consortium, which will, at the end of the four-year project period, develop an optimal model toward the delivery of entity services that will be inclusive of the views and priorities of community stakeholders. We have been working towards training them, capacitating them to become researchers, having them to lead research, inform the NTD um, community of what priorities are there for NTD's response and what mechanisms or platforms can be used to address NTDs. Thank you very much. I think it's very refreshing and wonderful to hear that the research program was developed from an identified need in Liberia um, and by the, the Ministry of Health and the teams there. So I think it's really important to share that. Many thanks for, for that. But before we begin, let's talk to our co-host, Tosin Adeke. How are you today? And tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, Kim. I'm fine. Thank you very much. And it's good to be here. Um, I am Tosin Adeke. Like I have a PhD in psychology and I work with the Department of Mental Health here in Northern Nigeria, the Amadobelu University Teaching Hospital. And I've also worked primarily research in participatory research, particularly among neglected tropical diseases. Most recently, I also work with the Institute for Development Studies, where we're developing a well-being tool for children and parents with disability. And it's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tosin. It sounds like you have a wealth of experience and I can imagine working with children is quite challenging and very interesting as well. So hopefully we'll get to oh, hear yes. about that at some point. Thank you, Tosin. I'm going to ask you for a definition early on here. We hear a lot about the term peer researcher. Could you tell me a bit about what that means? So when we talk about peer researchers, um, what we're referring to is people who are in the community, people who are living with chronic conditions, who are now part of the research team uh, in terms of planning, in terms of data collection, in terms of analysis, and in terms of presentation. In other words, they drive the process and are telling a story of their experience together with other researchers from outside who are probably in the universities, but they are the ones who drive the process. These are whom we refer to as peer researchers. So let's get on with the episode and hear from Emmanuel. Emmanuel, welcome to the podcast. Could you tell us a bit about yourself and, and paint us a bit of picture of your life where you are right now? Okay, thank you. Thank you all so much. Uh, once again, I'm Emmanuel Guyanzeze from Lofa County, Akamentan, Mwanjem Regional Researcher and Patient Affected Person. I'm a barely also survivor, suffered for nine years, going from treatment to treatment, visited uh, traditional healers, heavilies, went from place to place until literally 2020, 
went to a clinic where I decided to go on the medical treatment where I was successful with it. Could you tell us uh, how the official diagnosis happened? Was that at a facility or did you have to go through a number of different uh, kind of specialists before you were diagnosed? Yeah, well, uh, it started with bone. I had a bone. When I bust the bone, I experienced excessive blood shooting from the place I bust. So when I went to the clinic, they, they had no option. They stopped the blood. But before I looked, they, they saw started extending. They started getting big, big, big. But there was no diagnosis when I went to the clinic to tell me whether it's a worry or whatsoever. I just been worried around. The belief was people said in a fashion, it's just a small soul that's just a standing. It's something in our labrador language called kua. It's a kua omi. It's almost like wish. I wish somebody to wish on you. So I just been having a stigma going. So I was like confused, not staying in the clinic not staying in the church, going to have a list. So I just been going around, going around with no sound of diagnosis on the lift on the 19th when I came to the facility where I was diagnosed with, with very also where the county entity for compressing Anthony Sally took specimen of my of my womb and carried to Senator Morovia. And they thought they started finding pills and I started taking pills. And that's how I came, I came to be successful with my health. Thank you for sharing that journey. It sounds like it wasn't an easy time. And in terms of your treatment right now, is that manageable for you? Uh, for now, my, my treatment actually is not bad. It, the treatment is okay. Since I came from Ole, while it's true at time, I will feel a little pain in the legs, but it's okay. Since I got our advice, I'm, I'm always with that idea of using the donor grease to all. And since then, I haven't received any surface of a, I'm not seeing a reoccurrence of the soul. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, could you tell us what this means for your own mental health and others living with conditions like Bruley ulcer, please? Bruley ulcer is a sickness that causes stigmatization on you or on people who will have the condition because it will cause you a lot of embarrassment in some cases wherein you you will have you wear trousers and the sole on your legs will cause will cause water leaking. So the, the trousers will get wet. So it will stop you from going to gallery. It will stop you from going around friends. It will stop people from coming to you. It causes a lot of stigma on you that you will not move freely even in your environment. Thank you very much. That sounds very difficult and very isolating. So the embarrassment and, and the, the isolation, has that changed since you've been involved in research? Oh, yes. Uh, since I've been in this, in this research, actually, it's good. It's good that redress uh, recognize me. And I always say thank God for that. And since I joined this research team, uh, the embarrassments have been curtailed, and besides that, my life story has been changed, and the soul I had on me is already cute. Trousers are wet, it's normal again, it's no longer getting wet. So, and people see me all of the time busy doing my normal activities as usual. 
Well, that's positive to hear. Um, and I think this podcast is how research and science connects with people who have lived experience like yourself. Could you talk us through how uh, the redress program first came to you? How did, how did they know where you were and how did they ask you to become involved? Okay, thank you. Uh, I was called from the frontier by the uh, attorney Saleh, NTD for corporacy in Lova County, where in the session for patient affected pressing, and he was the one who took my specimen, and he heard I'm heard I'm okay. He said saw me, so that he recommended me to redress, and then redress called me on the interview. As well, I was successful with the interview. And I started working with redress from the first from the first phase. I set as data collector where we did photo voice, we did a lot of things in the redress setting. Thank you very much. That's really interesting. How did you feel in the interview when you were called? Was it a how was that experience? Oh, that experience was very fine because that was my very first of a kind to have an interview with with an organization, especially a unique organization like Redress. I was very much proud. Yeah, I was proud of myself. And also I have some, some memory of, of crying because after I've been stigmatized for a period of nine years, and then today I have been called to have an interview. Actually, it was a, it was a pleasure in another way. I, I, just, I just thank God thank you at that time. I think Redress is very glad to have you on board. And throughout our podcast, we hear, um, you know, how people really want to be engaged in research and don't know how. So tell us, you said you've been doing some photo voice. Can you talk us through what you did in photo voice and, and how it was for you? We train people to do photo voice. Hannah Baring taught us to, to teach people to do photo voice where we distribute their phones on them. Photo first, just have to do with photos that you take and you explain the meaning of the photo. Whatever photo you take, you tell us what the photo means, what the photo explains, and what, why you took this photo. And, and also taking the photos of conditions, patients affected people, you take their photo and you taking their consent, taking consent from them, whether you can take their photos and we did all of those things. And I got the idea of taking photos and explaining meanings of photos, not just taking photos, but taking photos that you're able to explain that you have control over. So that was one of the good aspects of the photo first that I made. Thank you very much. And the experience of taking photographs and deciding what you wanted to represent in that photographs, was that hard or easy? And what processes of thought help you decide what photos to take? That process was, was very easy, but uh, just for example, you went to the community, you tell somebody that I want to take your photo, somebody will say, okay, oh, where, where are you coming from? I say, okay, I'm, I'm a research data collector and we are doing a photo. Can you kindly allow me to take your photo? You tell the person agreed and you take that photo as well. And then you tell the person, I'm, I'm taking your photo, you take the person's photo, you come and explain the photo. Sometimes the person will say, you don't have to take my face. Just take the, the whole photo and explain. Because sometimes the person don't want their photo to be 
will be public. So you take photos, you take photos that you have control over where we have, we took ambulance photos, we took, we took motorbike photos, we took market bridge photos, fire road photos that will explain to regions and also explain to national government that will do with the Ministry of Health in Liberia, telling them that these are conditions we're facing. That's why we took their photos. Thank you very much. It sounds very impressive. Um, once you. the photographs were taken and you collected that data, what happened next? People, some people welcome you to take that photo. It's been a long time since the core conditions or the having conditions in our community. People are not being around to take photos of their condition to carry the silk. These are probably the people face with. So there was no problem in taking photos and we and the people already welcome it as well. Wonderful. So the purpose of the photo voice for you was to share the experience of what it was like living with neglected tropical diseases. It sounds like you've been a wonderful data collector. One of the things that we like to understand is how was your experience working with researchers? Researchers, you know, they're a unique group of individuals. How did you find it working with researchers and working in the field of science? Oh, okay, thank you. I found it very much good and I found it very much easier working with, with redress, especially as data collector and as a co-researcher. But with all the time, I, 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 felt, I, I found it good because I have been stigmatized for nine years. I've not, not been having the opportunity to move around people, especially being in a gallery. So for me, being selected to serve as co-researcher or even a data collector, I found it very much pleasant to my life. And I always bless God that I was chosen. Thank you very much. Um, it's, it sounds like being involved in research has changed your life quite a bit. Um, do you uh, talk to other people about being involved in research, people that are also living with other conditions? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, people who live with conditions, I told them, uh, especially like for my hometown, have been moving around telling people that this sickness and I always show them at home I'm not always shame with it even I'll tell you the condition that I have the length of time I had this soul and now today I'm okay and I was selected by, by organization called redress and I'm serving as school researcher and it's good that I was selected so people feel happy that at least I'm one of the patient affected person talking to them so they feel convinced and they feel encouraged to give me the time to talk to them. Or even people who move with me, they get a choice in us because I'm a very good example of the of the bereavers. That sounds wonderful and it gives me goosebumps. Thank you so much for sharing your experience of being involved in, in research. Emmanuel, take us home with one final message. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, I want to take this time to tell readers thank you all so much for the level of exposure in my life, especially when I've been stigmatized for nine years, almost in my lifetime. I want to tell the religious family, thank you all so much for my life. And also, I'm asking religious to kindly use me always in this program because I'm seeking an education. Since nine years ago, I have been with the condition I've not been able to go to school because of the stigmatization. I can't go to school because of the wound. 
every time smelling, every time soaking up clothes on me. So I'm not being able to go to school. I was going to have it. I'm okay. I want to go back to school. So I'm kind of asking you just to help me or whoever are listening to this interview so that everybody can help me up so that I can go back to school. That, that would make me very happy. And I want to bless God for redress. May God bless redress in all of their projects they are taking in Liberia and the world at large. And I also want to thank redress for helping NTD special, especially really also to be to be helping us in Liberia at large. Thanks very much. Uh, and Thank you to our listeners for uh, listening to this very special episode. Please do like, rate, share, and subscribe. The voices that you've heard today cannot uh, continue to be recorded and, and shared with the world unless uh, you are, are following us and, and supporting. So thank you so much to our guests. Thank you very much. And to Tosin, our wonderful co-host. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.